Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest. Riker, we're inching closer and closer to the trade deadline, and the Raptors, they're there's been talks, there's been things going around the NBA now about potential players moving, and the Raptors have had some news talked about them over the past weeks, and as before the day of all the trades amps up and we see players move left, right, and center, we're going to break down all the players that have been talked about over the past month or so that the Raptors could potentially go after. Some of them might be more long shots than others, but we're, we're going to break everything and give you guys what you need to know heading into tomorrow's trade deadline. But Riker, the first player we got to talk about is Tristan Thompson. And he's a guy that's played, he's having the best season of his career statistically for the Cavs, even though they're on a, they're on a struggling team. But as a Canadian guy, he's kind of intriguing for, for some people to, to bring into the Raptors. Well, Ben, you mentioned at the beginning players that the Raptors can go after and I'd be hard-pressed to imagine that the Raptors would be pursuing Tristan Thompson rather than uh, the reverse where they're just offering the Cavaliers are just offering up Tristan Thompson for maybe something more preferable in return and we look at what can balance that sort of trade and it's been market guys like Norm uh, Stanley Johnson you know we wouldn't give up anything crazy and I'll say this about Tristan Thompson because I don't want to offend any person or I don't know that maybe has you know, I was very keen over Tristan Thompson per se. He is a good player. He he's not a yes, scorer. Yes. He's a terrific yep. offensive mm-hmm. rebounder, and at a point that was valuable for the Toronto Raptors because we were struggling. But now, with all being said and done, we wouldn't be giving up Ibaka or Marcus Solf in this mm. trade situation, right? And yeah, therefore, I'm we don't really need you. him. We don't need him coming off the bench. Yeah, Marc Gasol and Serge Ibaka, I think, objectively are better basketball players than Tristan Thompson, objectively fit better in with the Toronto Raptors system, so we are saying a hard no to trading Serge Ibaka or Marc Gasol for Tristan Thompson. I think a lot of Raptors fans would be in agreement with that, both you and I are, but you brought up Norman Powell, I'm also... Heavy saying, heavily handedly saying, no Norman Powell for Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson, there's there's been reports that we're interested in him, and they've kind of resurfaced now that the trade deadline is closer. But he would come in, and if we get got him for nothing, got him even though the sal, it's tough to make the salary match up. If he could be insur- an insurance big man, the same way kind of Greg Monroe was for a stretch with us last year, just in case Gasol or Ibaka goes down, and we need a reliable backup center to get rebounds and be a big guy, specifically against the Bucks and Sixers. I think that he would certainly provide value in that role for the Raptors. We wouldn't want him being a backup power forward as he can't shoot threes or space the floor. But Gasol has had an injury history. Serge Ibaka is occasionally injured. Tristan Thompson would certainly be a, a, an ideal, perfect third-string center for the Raptors team. And if the Cavs are, they, they think they're going to lose him for nothing and they no deal formulates and they're willing to just send him over to the Raptors for a second-round pick and Stanley Johnson, some some deal like that, then fair. I think that would be a cool move to make, but we're both in agreement. We're not trying to give assets up for a guy that would ideally be our third-string center on the roster. Absolutely not, Ben. And you almost anybody that's brought in, I think, needs to be a scorer off the bench, yeah. unless we're trading for a star. I don't, I don't know, but we're talking about scoring, and this next trade situation... Danilo Gallinari, right? Mm-hmm. We could package him up in a deal with Norman Powell. I'm going to let you sound off on how much you love Norman Powell. But at the end of the day, he has the highest trade stock on our team, right? Mm-hmm. Given his past perfor- or his performance as of late, the amount of time left in his contract, and his contract value. He's a, a fantastic mid-market guy. 
You know, you can throw him in with a lot of deals, and he's his potential, his performance has just gone up. You can you're banking on a player that's going to be a solid rotation piece for you for the next three years minimum. Norman Powell is very incentivizing for a team like OKC Thunder that have you know they're they're willing to give up big men as they've displayed from putting uh, Steven Adams on the trade block. And mm-hmm. I'll get into in a second why we want Danilo Gallinari or why he'd benefit for our team, but. I just think it's 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 possible that we could entertain this trade situation. I think it's certainly a deal that could happen. The, there's incentives for both sides possibly to make it happen. Obviously, Gallinari's a bigger wing, probably a, a better three-point shooter, even though Nar- Norm is shooting a remarkable percentage this season. Gallinari shooting about 1% better from three, but is more known as a three-point shooter, shoots at a higher volume. But I'm not a big fan of trading Norm Powell for Danilo Gallinari. And... If you look at their stats specifically, yes, Gallinari averages about four more points, has a, is a bit more used, and he, he he spaces the floor as a solid defender, is bigger, so you might make sense in some playoff matchups, but Norman Powell as a backup shooting guard, a guy that can come off your bench and be an explosion, a guy that we've seen him do this season, just come into the games and get a dunk, get a get a bucket, and be instant offense. I think Gallinari is a floor spacer. He could make sense. You'd have to start Gallinari. You, you'd be bringing OG off the bench, and I think that might hurt our depth, even with the emergence of Terrence Davis. But, Riker, it wouldn't, Gallinari- it wouldn't hurt the depth. It wouldn't hurt the depth, because you only play an eight-round rotation come playoff time, right? And mm-hmm. we're looking, again, we're looking at a matchup against the Milwaukee Bucks, where they have a, a, a stronger more physically imposing lineup. They're taller. They're probably going to out-rebound the Toronto Raptors. We have a lineup of Fred VanVleet and Lowry, who we, we know we're going to want to play come closing time because we had success with them, but we're also uh, you know, taken advantage of in the 76ers series last playoffs. And mm-hmm. it, it would be an, a, a quick fix if we were able to have a guy that we can play those two guards in tandem, slap Danilo Gallinari into the small forward position, which is his career position anyways. He's comfortable not being the number one guy, which is seen right now in OKC. He's a fine role player that's still putting up very preferable numbers. And then we still have the ability to run Pascal Siakam and Marcus All in closing time. So we're not sacrificing shooting, perimeter shooting. We're not really sacrificing defense or quickness because Milwaukee is still very quick and fast despite their height. And now we have a, you know, we're able to play all the players that we want to play. Like from, from, from bringing in a st- an ideal player that's not necessarily a star in this league. I think Danilo Gallinari of almost every team in the NBA makes the most sense for the Toronto Raptors if they were to entertain such a trade, you know, a hypothetical trade. Yeah, and we've been reportedly interested in Gallinari, and I see where you're coming from, but I really like the. I think in we're we're in agreement. We're worried about the Milwaukee Bucks, the Heat, the Celtics, the Sixers. They're all strong teams. The Pacers. They're all strong teams, but we're confident with the roster that we have. We're capable of beating them. So if we're making improvements, we're looking to beat the Milwaukee Bucks to get to the finals and then see what happens. And Gallinari does bring this size in comparison to Norman Powell, but he doesn't bring that explosion because you'd be starting Gallinari. You you wouldn't. It'd be tough sell to start OG Ananobi over Gallinari in that same position. And OG's just not going to bring that sp- scoring explosion off the bench. I like OG in the starting unit where he can start on Giannis Antetokounmpo, wear him down throughout the course of the game. And I'm in agreement with you. Our closing lineup. It's probably right now. It's going to be Lowry, Fred, Norm, Siakam, and then whoever's playing better out of Gasol and Serge Ibaka. So 
you'd be replacing Norman Powell in that closing lineup with Gallinari, who can space the floor, is more consistent than a, a younger player like OG. But I, I like the fit of our current roster now with Norman Powell and OG starting compared to having Gallinari starting and OG coming off the bench. And you bring up the point of the Bucks. And, you know, you'd, you'd prefer to have a guy like Gallinari because of his size and intangibles compared to Norman Powell. But Riker, Norman Powell, I've been living on Norm Island for the past five seasons. He's been with the Raptors through the ups and downs. You know, he's averaged five points, eight points, five points, eight points. This year, he's up to 15 points per game, Riker. Shooting 40% from the field. Uh, he shoot, has four rebounds per game. He, he's a win-now guy in the way he's been able to thrive off the bench, and he's about five years younger at age 26 in comparison to Gallinari. They're both probably injury-prone the same amount, as Norm has had some serious injuries, and uh, so is Gallinari. But you bring up the Bucks, Riker, and you look at you look at a deer, you look at a buck crossing a highway street, and you, you see its eyes flicker, and you, you see the headlights of just Norman Powell driving a truck straight at the Milwaukee Bucks every time we play them in the playoffs. He is the Bucks killer. He scores big time every time we play them in the playoffs, regardless of what the matchups are. I think he shot 80% in the first playoff series we played against the Bucks. Just imagine this new and improved Norman Powell in the playoffs against the Milwaukee Bucks striker. He might average 50 points per game. Ben, if he did, uh, <laughs> I'll take it. You know, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just merely here offering whatever basketball knowledge I have. And if we're going to base it off of the potential of Norman Powell scoring 50 points, then, hey, you know, maybe Patrick McCall will come in and score 40 points per game. You never know. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think it's likely, though, with all being, with all being said and discussed, that OKC is going to entertain this sort of trade. I, like, I don't know what their future is as a franchise. I don't really understand what mm. direction they're trying to go in. I'm surprised that they're running with the guys that they got. They're winning a bit, but, like, they can't really develop from where they are with, you know, the Chris Paul, the Stephen Adams, Shea Gilgis out. It doesn't really make sense where their franchise is going. So I, I don't expect them necessarily to be in a trade. And if I do, I think it'll be kind of a wonky one, but not as wonky as this last trade proposal, Ben. Carl Anthony Towns. We've had some guys on Instagram ask us to talk about it. I know the rumors sort of circulated a little bit. I'll give my two cents right now. It's that they, the mill, uh, sorry, the Minnesota Timberwolves, I, I assume that they want to give away. Andrew Wiggins at any cost like they will accept pennies for the dollar back for Andrew Wiggins the only saving grace for this desperate team I believe they're on a 10 game losing streak they're the they're the anti-raptors right now they suck they are awful after such a strong performance the only shining light at the end of the tunnel is Carl Anthony Towns for them I don't see them ever getting rid of this guy but if there is a possibility Ben would the Raptors entertain it what would they have to do yeah well you bring up the rumors apparently Masai Ujiri Test the waters on Minnesota about Carl Anthony Towns. The talks didn't really go anywhere. It it wasn't something that's realistic currently, and I'm in agreement. I don't see the Minnesota Timberwolves making a trade with Carl Anthony Towns right now, despite what some of the, you know, despite the fact that their names are his name has been tied to the Raptors subtly throughout the the course of the season. But what what would the Raptors have to do to maybe make a trade? And the fact that Carl Anthony Towns has voiced his displeasure with his not being an all-star, saying he's frustrated that he doesn't get the respect. He's not happy with the Minnesota Timberwolves situation right now. He hasn't demanded a trade or anything like that. He's under contract for the T-Wolves for a long time. But the Raptors would have to give up all the picks, Siakam, Fred, a bunch of players for this to actually occur this season. And you'd ideally like to keep Siakam and Carl Anthony Towns on this roster right now. 
it it doesn't seem realistic. But maybe if Carl Anthony Towns demands a trade down the line, you know, in a few in a season or so, the Raptors have that space. Maybe we don't get Giannis. A, a front court pairing of Siakam and Carl Anthony Towns would be super cool to see. I totally agree, and I'd be willing to get rid of people for Carl Anthony Towns. Obviously, yeah. I think you'd be dumb, frankly, in order to not say that you'd be willing to give up guys like anyone norm any guards surge whoever you want like just insert name right yeah. you'd be willing to give them up but except for siakam right because that's the guy that we're sort of banking on to be the number one guy so you're absolutely right you hit the nail on the head we'd want to pair siakam and carl anthony towns together and if we had to trade away all of our guards to get that back then we're basically a shell of a team no better than the t- the timberwolves uh from from you know what their situation mm-hmm. is right now so it's i, I think it, it's almost virtually impossible for this to ever happen but with that being said this season, this season. we would have also said that same thing about Kawhi leonard trade yep. and it came out of nowhere we basically did a tit for tat with like a you know, a player that's sixty percent the value for for Kawhi Leonard, and somehow swindled their team into winning, you know, a championship for the Toronto Raptors. So we can never say never. I just I don't think it'll happen by this trade deadline. Obviously, yeah, it's very tough. But Masai has made crazier things happen. So we'll see what occurs. We'll see what other things pop up over the the next couple of days. Stay tuned. The Raptors Digest. We're going to be posting as much as we can about anything that comes up and keep you guys updated on any Raptors news, trades, and all that. But let us know what you guys think of all the rumors that have flown around over the past couple weeks. What Do you think any of them are potentially possible? Any more stuff that you think will come up on the radar? Let us know in the comment section below. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all the cool stuff. Riker, any last words on the NBA trade deadline? Trades, 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 Ben. Hopefully we see one, but probably not. (laughs) Cheers.